you guys. It's your girl, Lorena. And this is Elliot. And you're listening to Swipe Club. Hey, so it has been a few weeks since the last published episode we put out. And we have in that time interviewed a few people in our lives who we felt had an interesting perspective to give or were just willing to share their stories with us about their time uh, learning about who they are in the world of dating and how that um, that opinion has formed, sharing with us some of their stories and uh, their perspective. So we wanted to take the next few episodes and just do some of that. And this week, we're going to kick it off with Lorena, uh, who interviewed one of her dear friends, David. Yep. Shout out to David King. It's always a good conversation when we chop it up. I was actually filling him in on my dating journey before our official recording. And he says, man, how do you do it? Shit. I'm gonna put you got to put that jersey on. You fully in the game. So stay tuned. Thank you for sticking with us and we hope you enjoy this episode. I am here with a very special guest right now by the name of David King. He's a dear friend of mine and I'm so excited to have him on the podcast. So David, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate it. Appreciate the invite. Um, and it's it's a pleasure. Based off our uh, preparation, our, our preparation conversation already was super uh, enlightened and uh, super dope. So I'm looking forward to it. It was. I was <laughs> so inspired after our conversation. And I'm yeah, so excited yeah. to, to get more in depth with what we talked about the other day. So awesome. Um, so just to give some context about David, David is a creator. Um, he creates content on ig on social media um you also create music right yeah dope so you create music and then i believe you do photography as well yeah just like uh i guess i guess like how you put it in a nutshell just a creator just anything really anything visual is um visual like entertainment wise it's just like the way that i'm able to i guess like express myself so anything and everything and who knows like you know i like to get into like graphics and everything so anything from like an artistic perspective like is i love it so dope i love that yeah so david how many serious relationships have you had up until this point in lifetime lifetime okay my first serious relationship that i could say love love was when I was a sophomore junior in high school, and that was to the mother of my kids. I got into the serious relationship with the mother of my kids and then um, got married to her young when I was like, uh, when I was 19. Oh, you know, I did uh, not know that. Okay, this is yeah. really interesting. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. so, so the story is basically like she got pregnant. Um, long story short, my mom was like, well, my mom's very traditional Hispanic woman, right? So she's like, well, you know what the right thing to do? And I hold my mom very dearly. Like, I, my mom's like, my mom is the closest thing to God that I have on earth, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I do take her, I do take her perspective, you know, um, and her c- criticism. Like, I, I, I definitely take it in and just, and, and, you know, acknowledge and respect it. And she was like, well, you know what the right thing to do? And basically I knew she meant like, well, you have to get married now. So didn't want to upset my mom and I just wanted to hold my position as a man. So boom, I get married. 
And uh, I lasted three years married with her, two kids in the process. Um, and then we separated. Um, okay. So that was like my first serious, serious relationship. And then I had two, two serious relationships after that. Okay. And that I've only been in three serious relationships. I, I didn't get married young, but I didn't get pregnant at 19. And then had my Damn, same age. 20. Yeah. You definitely experience life a lot faster when all that. For sure. Went. And then how old are you? 31. I, I'm a very like, like a realist type of person. And I think uh, I'm not saying that's a positive thing. I think that's why like me finding a partner that um, has a little bit more of a softer edge is compatible with me because they're able to balance me out because I, part of me, the like the biggest part of me wants to like tell my kids exactly how the world is like, right? Um, you know, not so they live in like this, this like fairy tale, like, you know, watching princess movies all the time and this prince mm -hmm. is going to come save you and you know, like all these, like the world is a magical place. Like the reality is that it's not, and it never has been. And, you know, I never think it will be. So uh, it just, you know, it just makes me feel like, man, is it, is it the right thing to like, the sooner that I prepare them for the real world, the better, or like mm -hmm. you said, like allow them to be naive to a certain age and then break it down to them or just well, let the world break it down to them. Can I say yeah. something? I think... My parents allow me to be naive as fuck. To, yeah. But I think to a certain extent, it's okay. But at a certain age, it's not okay, right? But yeah. um, I think that has to do also because I was the youngest. My parents gave up on me. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> you know? But, yeah, yeah. Um, You're the last but... fish that just washed out the shore. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um, I think what's really important is that you set the example like all it is is just setting the example you setting the example on having a high self-esteem confidence and um discipline and if you have those three qualities your children are gonna have that for sure my dad has those qualities and i think uh because my dad has a high self-esteem he has confidence and he's a leader and yeah. i think me seeing him like that, like that just, I just molded into that. You had a certain father figure where he expressed a certain level of masculinity. Now, if you compare that with the men that you've dated or the men that you've uh, encountered with, you probably haven't found too many that could even fit your dad's shoes, right? I'm, I don't want to overgeneralize and yeah. say that it's difficult to find men like um, who have the characteristics of my dad because no one is going to be like my dad right. but there are men who can have characteristics that I admire um, that weren't are in my dad. From my observation I see that some of them are like very chill, very uh, passive um, but then it depends on the guy too like some are overly passive, others are passive but they have like a point where they're like nah I run this shit <laughs> you yeah. know? So um, it just, I think it depends on the personality type, your upbringing, you know, that's, that's all it comes down to, I think. And right. also the culture. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, it depends 
so there's different levels to it, right? And like sometimes like I was having a conversation with this uh with this girl today and um because like I go to like this certain place, I'm not gonna say where she works at, so I don't put her on blast, but um I, I'm talking to her like also it's it depends on the person and their characteristics. It depends on the level of interest and what they really want from you. It depends on, you know, on the culture. And it also depends on their life experience, right? Like right. he can, like, for example, from what we understand, for from what we're told in the American culture, and again, I'm not speaking from expertise, but for example, we've been told that in the Muslim, in the Muslim uh, religion, in the Muslim culture in the Middle East, like the man runs everything, right? Like the man's a dictator. Um, and in a sense of like, you know, like when the women are like fully covered up and, you know, there's certain things that women can't do in the Middle East or, you know, it's held, it's held as a, as a crime. And some places like women can't study, like women have to stay at home. Mm -hmm. Like if someone is really embedded into those ideologies, then, you know, I'm not going to, I couldn't see a person like that being passive. Like there's no way he could, like he would go against his whole religious beliefs, but obviously if other people that are more Americanized, they're, they, yeah they're more into the Western culture. Mm -hmm. They might just be like, I've seen that my whole life that I want to go to the complete opposite side of the spectrum. And now it's just like, I let the woman run to everything, you know? So it's, there's so much to it. Um, life experience for sure though, is, has a yeah. lot to do with it. I remember this girl, she was Muslim and like we went on a couple of dates and I'm the type of person where like, I've gotten told that like, I ask a lot of questions that it almost feels like I'm interrogating them, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just like, I think it's like also cause like my background, cause I've done like a lot of management jobs and operations. It's almost like in your mind, you have these bullet points of like, this is my requirements. Let me see how I can get them out. I just need to space it out though. So it doesn't feel like it's an interrogation. You know, the reason I was saying that is because this Muslim girl, like I'm asking her certain questions. Mm -hmm. to try to get answers for other reasons. For example, I would be like, okay, like, you know, what are your siblings? How many siblings do you have? She'll be like, oh, I have two brothers, two sisters. Okay, cool. Um, how many of them, like, are, you know, in the States? And then she'll be like, oh, all of them are. Okay, cool. Like, how many are married? And then it kind of go, oh, okay, uh, you know, all of them are married. And, you know, what region of the country they're in? And then it just kind of starts getting to, like, Basically, long story short, I end up finding out that none of them date outside of their religion or at least get married outside of their religion. Mm -hmm. So it kind of like basically now it gets to the point where it's like, well, how would your family feel about you dating someone outside of your religion, outside of your race? And on top of that, dating someone that is basically spiritual, like I'm not a religious person. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's like she got kind of like very thoughtful and quiet. and you know, she was like, well, you know, she was like, I'd be lying if I told you that it wouldn't be like super difficult. And basically, like after I got that, like, I think it, it just clicked on her where it's like, yeah, we could get along really well. But I, I don't think that she was willing to be able to turn her back on her family in order to continue dating me, mm -hmm. you know. So that's like also something that comes up sometimes when like you're at least for me, like when you're dating certain people, especially women that are in religious households, 
they're mm-hmm. like the they're like the more sacred figure as far as like their fathers are concerned, you know? That's a good point. So that's why when you said the Indian guy and like Pakistani, I'm like, well, I know they tend to like date only within their race. Obviously, people are becoming more liberal, especially like in Southern California and stuff like that. But more most modern. of the time, yeah, more modernized. But most of the time, they stay within their, um, like their religion their and their group. people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Would you like be willing to like? start going to like a religion like become religious like that like you know what jewish or yeah that's a great question um yesterday when i was experiencing that moment with them what is it called i don't remember what it's called the sabbath yeah the sabbath yeah Yeah, when i was there i thought it was so cool i didn't even see it from a like a religious or spiritual perspective i saw it more Uh as like a a cultural family value type uh, yeah. thing because that's honestly what I lack in my um, in my family. Right. Um, growing up. Yeah. Uh, with my parents, uh, we didn't have that type of unity. Um, right. Although everyone was a unit and together in one household, my parents were together, right. never separated. They're still married, but I didn't um, see that union. Right. Um, unless it was like with our, our other extended family. But um, I thought it was cool. So would I convert to the religion? Um, I don't know. Um, I'd have to learn about the history and stuff. Yeah. Um, but would I participate in it? Yeah, I would. But I don't know if I would like convert. What about you? Um, you know what? I don't do I don't do well with religion i don't um again i'm the type of person where i'm very curious about things so i've done my research i i grew up catholic Mm -hmm. i did my first communion i you know was baptized all of that and then um really started to do my research about like the catholic religion now crazy thing is that even when i went to church as a kid like i never liked going the reality is like most (laughs) like they've always said like if you want to make a lot of money like before they used to say like if you want to make a good investment, like you invest in a bank or in a church, because it's just a money, it's just a money uh, machine, you know? So that's why to me, I don't register to any religion. And I don't think I ever would register to any religion. Interesting. One is mental stimulation. And two, for me, is a woman that is super into her feminine side. Like, it takes me like overboard. Like another thing too that I realized, I'm also like, I'm attracted to women that have children and are good mothers. Like if I see a woman like at, you know, at Trader Joe's or somewhere, you know, and I see like she has her kids with her and they're like well-dressed, well-hygiene, like even if she's like in a, in a hair bun, like looking bummy, but I could tell her kids are like, that's her priority. Like that woman is still a turn on to me because it's like she has that nourishing feminine queen, like mm-hmm. take care of her children energy. So, you know, um, that's like that's interesting. I yeah. Mean, the the fact that you say you're you're attracted to women with kids. Right. That's interesting. Well, and and also like because before 
before, like I would say maybe two years ago, to me it was just like, I already have enough, you know, to deal with, with my situation with the mother of my kids to get into a relationship with a woman that has a baby daddy. And like, I don't know what that situation is going to be like. And, um, and I was just like, man, I don't, I don't know if I want to deal with that drama, not necessarily the kids, because I like, I'm, I'm a natural leader. Like if I can be a positive role model in those kids' lives, then I'm serving my purpose on this planet, you know? Um, and sometimes there's certain kids that the parents are not around, right? Like the dad is not around. Yeah. Um, so for me, like, I didn't mind that part. To me, it was just like the drama. Like, I don't want to deal with drama. Like, I don't want to have to do something. And then, then I started realizing like, it's just about standing your ground. If you find a woman that is worth you dying for, then you're going to have that conversation with that, with that, with the father of, of their kids and, you know, step that, you know, have a, a side conversation and be like, you know what, like, I'm never going to take your place. These are your children forever. Like, I'm going to be their best friend and I'm going to be like their stepdad, but you're always going to be their dad and I'm never going to take your place. But if you come around doing some fuck shit and disrespect to my wife or my girlfriend or whatever, then that's your ass. Like, I, your ass is mine, you know? Like, just having that open communication where you can set those boundaries because it's not the woman's fault if her, you know, baby daddy's a uh, dipshit, you know? So her punishment for making a decision to have kids with that person is now going to affect her happiness. To me, it just felt like it just didn't feel right. You know, like she should have the same opportunity as a single woman. Mm -hmm. As long as she's responsible, right? Like, I don't want to date a woman that's like, don't take care of her kids, like prioritizing her dating life and, you know, outside that fucking, you know, Target and her kids, like, you know, <laughs> shoes don't even match. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just like yeah, looking yeah, crazy. A healthy, a healthy woman, a well-rounded right. healthy woman takes right. care of yourself, takes care of your kids. Like, for example, I'm not attracted to, I'm not attracted to overly masculine women. Now, some women might say, oh, well, it's because you know, you feel intimidated. It's like, no, it's because no. if you want to run the relationship, that's not my ideals. Like, I'm not going to be a stay at home dad. Like, that's not my, that's yeah. not in my DNA. It's like, I'll just respectfully pass. Like, you know, you, it's going to be very hard for, you know, for, for like, you basically have to find a man that is beta in order for your relationship to work. And then even that might not work because then you're just like, I'm doing everything. I'm running this relationship. So, it's like you said, like sooner or later, um, you know, a woman's going to want to rest in that feminine energy and it's going to realize like, damn, like this mm -hmm. guy ain't it. I think to a certain point, if a woman's always used to like being the provider or doing 50-50, I honestly believe that over time she's going to get tired of that shit and mm -hmm. she's not going to want to, she's going to want to rest in her femininity. I have a daughter and I have a sister. I'm teaching my sister, I'm, uh, I'm going to start teaching my sister how to drive. But I told my sister, you're not just going to learn how to drive. You're going to learn how to change the oil. I'm going to teach you how to change the oil. I'm going to teach you how to take off a tire and put it on. I'm going to teach you how to put on gas, how to check if your air filter uh, air filters clean or not. Why? Because the more that I teach her um, of things to do, the higher her standard is going to be of what a man needs to know how to do and a level of independence that she can have but i'm never gonna tell you i'm teaching you this so you never need a man like 
No, I'm teaching you this. So when you meet a man, he has to be of a certain standard in order to even want to be with you or in order to, for uh, that person to even be classified as someone that is um, that's someone that's going to protect you and, and has enough tools in his belt to be able to, you know, like um, to be able to, to provide for you. You know, two things, two yeah. things I want to say about that. What's One that? is what's what was wrong with her just paying for the service? <laughs> Well, the thing is, like, I've seen this plenty of times, like, a girl's tire gets popped, and she's waiting on the side of the road, you know, God knows how long, right? And it could be super high, like, you don't know what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I'm the type of person where I've stopped before, and it's like, trying to walk to the car, and like, the girl gets super, like, scared, you know, because I'm like, six foot one, fucking dark, tattooed guy, like, and it's like, no, 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 I have somebody coming already. Like, I don't want my uh daughter or my sister having to wait for that right like mm-hmm. she's able to do things on her own and i feel like it brings a certain level of confidence of when things mess up i know how to fix them you know you what know? <laughs> i i don't know I, I honestly disagree with that <laughs> yeah. why, why, why so okay so this is my perspective you know i grew up with my dad right yeah so with a father figure so um i was like the princess like <laughs> You know, oh, dad, this is not working. Oh, okay, I'll fix it. And so what I saw in that was that my dad was a handyman. And so I love when a man, especially in these modern times, is a handyman. Like, he'll know how to fix a car. I think um, because my dad will help me with those type of things, um, I honestly see no point in, like, fixing it myself. I will pay for a service or um, just want desired quality if, if a guy has those qualities cool you know yeah. if not you know he better have the means to pay for the service for me you know right right so and, that's how i see it yeah and i guess like i don't think neither are right or wrong because i could see where you're coming from let's just look look at it this way right what is what would be more attractive to you a man that can pay for it or a man that can do it what would be more attractive to you i mean i don't i don't have a preference really i'd say like if he knows how to do it, okay. cool. If not, he can pay for it. Yeah. And, and the only reason I say it is because I've I've just heard different women that are like, they find it attractive a man do things with his hands, right? Like some but women that is find. Attractive. For sure. For me, one of the most attractive things about a woman is a woman that like is able to like cook or bake. Like for some reason, like. For me, like to get home and have like a like a like a meal that took love and 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 thought and use the ingredients I like, like to me, that's that's something that like I find very attractive in a woman. Now, okay. she bought it, even if it was all the ingredients that I like, and she got to order exactly how I want it. Yeah. It's always going to be more attractive to me to see her in the kitchen making me something that I like. Yes. like Okay, so going back to Dan Pena, what would you what would you categorize that as? As alpha, or would you ca- uh, categorize that as borderline toxic masculinity? That man is alpha. <laughs> okay, okay. He's I, alpha. I was, I was just I was so curious because, for example, me listening to that man is like, fuck. If my dad would have been like like that like and it's almost like you're signing your own death sentence because your dad would have been like you pussy like you get up and you go do this but 
to me, it's like there's two different types of people. There's people that are they do better with uh, compassion and other people do better with compression. Like some mm, people I like that. Like I'm the type of person where it's like, all right, like let me brace for what you're about to tell me, but just fucking tell me, just tell me how it is. Like tell me the, the damn truth. Like even if it hurts, I'm that type of person. Mm-hmm. Other people are more emotional. So with them, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, tell me the truth, but like say nicely. So like, it doesn't sound like what you're going to tell me, but it is what you're telling me. So yeah. different people deal with different, you know, personalities. Me, for example, yeah. with Dan Pena, when he's like, you know, you're never going to succeed because all of you are pussies. Like to me, I started laughing because I'm like, if I was in the room, I would be so like, so hurt but at the same time i would be laughing because i'd be like this damn old man is right like i have so much more that i could accomplish oh my god and what, what's crazy is that i was like we be, we're becoming more sensitive as a society right a lot yeah, of people don't want to realize that but we are becoming super sensitive lazy complacent yeah, and true. we want instant gratification for everything so I know at least 50 percent of society would say that that was toxic masculinity at least 50 percent if not more. Well, thank you, David, so much for joining us. Yeah. All right. So tell the people where they can find you. Uh, they can f- on uh, Instagram, official David King. Um, really, that's the best place. And then from there, like I have my fitness page, which I tag on there. Um, future company that's going to be. This is going to be like a huge company. I know it in the future. Um, and that's the chosen few. And that's going to be like a whole thing on its own. It's going to be a entertainment company. It's going to be a fitness and wellness brand. Um, it's going to, now I'm inspired. It's going to turn to a podcast. Um, it's just going to turn into this new, like just empire, the chosen few. And it's just going to be for basically alpha males, alpha uh, females, just alpha all around people that um, a place where, you know, you, we, we, wear certain clothing that represents us. We, you know, we're able to make visuals that represent us. And it's just, people are able to come to this community where it's just like this realness, rawness, organic, um, where, you know, where champions are made. Dope. Cool. Yeah. And you are now officially a member of Swipe Club. (laughs) Hey, I appreciate it. It was great conversation. Again, I give you your kudos. Um, give you your roses you're you know you're you're doing something great you've put a big responsibility on your back to empower women empower people empower our culture empower our people and that's big so um thank you mad respect and as i mentioned previously i'm excited for you in starting the chosen few i know it's going to be great and i know you're only going to attract greatness so all right swipe club out all right peace (laughs)